fondue set. Ugh, now I need to find a coupon code. Not anymore, Susan. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Wait, instantly? It's called shopping smart, not hard. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer for free and let it do the work for you. Don't mind if I fondue. Haha, <laughs> that's kind of cheesy. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. You're listening to Black Girl Blueprint. Because black girls did it first. And honestly, better. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Black Girl Blueprint, your fave podcast for all the Gen Z Black Girl tea. My name's Lauren. And my name is McKean, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode. We have a super, super dope conversation lined up, and we're just really going to get into, like, body image and self-love with our very special guest, Ariam. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Of course. We are so, so happy to have you here. We're so excited. We're so hyped. I was literally telling McKean, literally before we started recording this episode, you were the first person that I ever followed on TikTok. So this is like a dream. I'm like fangirling. You were. So this is, I downloaded TikTok. I was like, I want to see more fashion videos. I'm I'm here for it. So introduce the people. Let everybody know who you are. Name, age, whatever, where are you from? Let us know it all. Okay. Um, my name is Arniam. Um, I'm 22. I also go by I am Braddy B on all platforms. Um, I'm from uh, the DMV area, um, and I specialize in like fashion and makeup videos on TikTok, and honestly dabble in a lot of other things. But those are my main two things that I uh, specialize in. You know, it's a little something. <laughs> yes, it's very spe- specializes on understatement. We see, we see you, girl. We see you. <laughs> we see, we see it all. That's great. Yes, thank you. We're so happy to have you here. Literally, so excited for this conversation. Um, but yeah, before we get into it, what we got going on? So for those who don't know, Read the Room is just how we start every episode. We talk about pop culture. We talk about Black Twitter, because you know, they always got some content for us. We talk about whatever's going on in our lives, whatever's going on in y'all's lives. But today, we're just going to talk about two things that are like, you know, current events type of things. Before we get into our second Read the Room topic, we're first going to talk about spooky season. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's October. I honestly, I saw Halloween decorations in like mid-September. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's October. It's like Halloween season. You can't go to the store without remembering. You can't go on Twitter without seeing like something about spooky season. And this is a hot take. I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween. Like my mom w- wouldn't let me because it was like the devil's holiday or something. So yeah, I, I did not grow up dressing up for Halloween. So honestly, I don't, it's to the point where, like, I used to want to so bad. I remember the one time I did, I had to write, like, a letter to my mom being like, here's the research I did on Halloween. It's not the devil's holiday. I just want candy. <laughs> but so even now, <laughs> even now, I'm just kind of like, oh, shoot. Yeah, that is, like, this time of year. Like, oh, people do celebrate yeah. Halloween. So yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, for real. Like, what y'all do? It's just so, yeah. Anyways. Favorite fall activities, favorite fall foods, movies. I know one thing, people be trying to trash on candy corn. I like candy corn, so. (laughs) Candy corn, I don't know. It's not my favorite, but 
you know, if it is like mixed up in the candy, I'll eat it. But I was going to say it's so <laughs> funny because my parents were the same exact way about Halloween. I think when I was a kid, I only got to dress up for Halloween once. And it was because my church was doing something on Halloween night <laughs> so that I dressed up as like, I think I had like a Cleopatra costume and then I had my little baby Moses in my little thing. I was like, not Moses. <laughs> <laughs> in my little basket. And it was like a dress-up competition. But yeah, it wasn't supposed to be Moses. It was just like a random doll I had. I had to put it together. I had to, you know, win the competition. So I was like, this is fucking Moses. Did you win? <laughs> I did win. I did win. And it was a little cash prize. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what about it? And Exactly. But no, I love Halloween now that I get to celebrate it. I'm actually thinking about being Scary Spice. This year for Halloween, you know, from the spike. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that was the same way for me, too. With my parents, they were, or at least my mom, she was, like, she was very religious, so she was, like, not into Halloween whatsoever. But, like, she tolerated it um, because my dad was, like, ah, just let them have their fun, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, it was never anything sco- spooky. It was strictly, like, pumpkins and that's <laughs> it. Like, she was, like, no right. spirits are in this house. No. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Yeah, she should. Yeah, a ghost? No. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, you know what? She was on to something. I literally had to sneak and watch, like, the Disney Halloween movie. Like, one time my mom caught me watching Halloween Town, and I got in so much trouble. I was like, hey. I was like what do you Town. want me to do? It was Halloween Town. I've seen all four movies. I am a fan. <laughs> I've seen all the Halloween Town movies. I love them so much. They're mostly ghostly. Listen, any Disney Halloween movie, I've seen it. Listen, Wait, let's talk about... Under Wraps. Exactly. Yeah, oh, wait, I don't know that one. Sorry. Well, you've never seen it. <laughs> you need to get into it. Honestly, you've been slacking. You've been Under mostly, wraps? Yeah. Mostly ghostly? There's a bunch. Mm-hmm. There's more. Just that get into all okay. of them. <laughs> I don't but know. I was okay. gonna say, <laughs> I'm thinking about, you know that China Ann McClain song? The Calling All the Monsters? Calling All the Monsters. <laughs> she invented Halloween. Listen, I don't think she understood. I don't think she knows that she gave us the bop of the century. Of the I don't century. think she realized her impact. Her impact, Honestly, like time. her mind. Her mind. How do we give her her flowers? In terms of other, like I guess fall. I love fall. I we, I we I've talked about it every episode since September, so I know y'all tired of hearing this. But <laughs> I love fall. I love apple picking. I love like baking stuff like I don't even know if that has to be associated with fall but it is in my mind and I love it I can't wait to go apple picking I tried to go to the other day and there were just mad people there and coronavirus was like Mm-mm. I felt it oh, around man. in the air so I was like let me get out <laughs> but hopefully I'm gonna go this week so I can make me some apple pie because that is probably my favorite like fall festivity I love the foliage I'm from New England so I just love like watching the leaves change and all that stuff as it gets cold and like I need a blanket, I need a sweater. So yes, yeah. sweater weather. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That was the same for me with um, uh, I, there's like fall festivals like a lot in this area, um, specifically like in I guess like not really southern Virginia, but it's like a little bit down like maybe like thirty minutes away from like um northern Virginia and things like that, and um. They just always, there's like this one festival that I've been going to since I was like five. And it's literally just like mazes, but it's really kid friendly. Like kids that are five won't be spooked out going there. And you will definitely see my grown self going every single year. Period. Um, is it meant for me? No. But like those hay rides, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Enjoy yourself. I absolutely you sitting with the toddlers on that hay ride. Yeah. I, I, was, I was here before y'all. You need to respect your elders, okay? <laughs> 
I love I things can't. like that. Wait, that's so cute. See, I feel like I missed out on all of that because, you know, I grew up on an island. We have one season. There is no fall. There are no hayrides. There is no apple picking. So I feel like in terms of like the Caribbean doesn't really have that type of stuff. So yeah, for me, I never got to do like the hayrides and the fall festivals. But now I'm in New York. So I'm like, why? What's my excuse now for having not done it? Nothing. There's no coronavirus. I mean, true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, true. (laughs) But I don't know. Maybe I will use this spooky season. Maybe I will go like out on a little fall adventure. I don't like the cold though. Me and the cold, we don't get along. See, this is the thing that McKean and I don't agree on every single episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy there was sun today. And McKean's like, oh my gosh, it's getting cold. I love it. I'm like, really? <laughs> I need an extra layer today. You know? So. <laughs> I can't get out my knit scarves, you know? It drops like 10 degrees. It. I'm like, it's, it's time. Mm-hmm. It I'm feels like it. a, ah, <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that for both of you. <laughs> okay, next topic in the Read the Room roster. Oh, wait, that, that was like a nice little RRR. Read the Room roster might be the new name. Anyways. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the list. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the Savage yes. X Fenty show and men's line launch. Like, I just want to know y'all's thoughts. What are the thoughts? Ariam, do you want to go first? Let us know. I loved I'm not even kidding, like, um, just seeing the launches. I didn't even get to see the entire full show um, because I've been, like, really busy, like, you know, back to that, like, you know, spooky looks, stuff like that. But, like, from the recaps I saw on Twitter and the models that she was using, I was, like, um, like, the positive recaps, things like that. It was a lot of, you know, I was seeing a lot of inclusivity, and I was here for it of all sizes and I saw like the impact that it had especially on her male supporters and how they I know there's one tweet that went super viral that was like you know yo this is like the first time I'm seeing someone like me being represented and that was like a big freaking deal especially for um a lot of big boys out there you know what I mean it was like a really big deal and then for me as well like I've never been into like lingerie modeling or anything like that yeah and that's something that really it's like, you know what? Maybe I can do this because yes. I've, I've never <laughs> seen, you know, like it, it was just like a very inspiring show. And um, I think she knocked it out of the park, especially with the male models and things like that. And I'm so blown that everything was sold out, but it's okay. We can catch in the next round. It's all they good. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw the exact same tweet that you're talking about and it made my heart so mm-hmm. full. And like all the guys yeah. and like the replies and stuff too, they were like, yeah, me too. Like she's really out here like showing us that representation. I feel like Rihanna since like even when she launched her like makeup line, she's always been like about like inclusivity and representation. Like that's always been her thing. And period, because these other brands, who is doing it like Rihanna when it comes to representation and inclusivity? Nobody. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody at all. So I'm so here for it. I'm so happy it like made so many people feel like so happy, so full. So you know what I mean? Just my heart. I get the warm and fuzzies whenever I think about it. But I'm really happy that she's like, you know, she's doing the work and and it's it's paying off. I also feel like there's something so valuable about her doing it right now, especially when I feel like the Victoria's Secret show honestly just hasn't been doing it in the past few years like nobody really is wanting to watch like size zero models walk down a catwalk in the same lingerie every year like with a couple like basic performances and like no other appeal and i feel like she i think that part of the reason victoria's secret was flopping 
was because of the fact that like it wasn't for women it was for men to watch very clearly like it, it really wasn't for women to enjoy or like see themselves in it and i feel like rihanna saw that and like was like okay like i know what i want to see in a show like i want to see a show like literally like, like the victoria's secret thing is so a little like they should be walking back and forth like what am i supposed to enjoy about this and so i feel like it's so savvy it's so clever she's just so clever like to do this now and in this way when she sees the conversations happening about like more inclusivity because inclusivity needed in this industry and she's like i can do that like that is more than within my reach like i'm just gonna do it and i'm gonna have like the dopest lineup like coachella couldn't even have this lineup like it's just right like literally everything check every box i'm just blown away i really support her 10 out of 10. <laughs> i'm really a fan of it too. especially um what you said about like being well within her reach and i always like you know that's always like things like i don't know why brands act like they're not in it like in all in all ranges like clothing stores um makeup lines things like that it's just like i don't like hair type like lines i don't understand why y'all act like you don't have the facilities to do it you have the market right like there's a marketable right. bunch right there you just don't want to provide to them and that's cool keep it because we go come over free <laughs> in service and that's all exactly. good we don't need all Period. that <laughs> good raggy wholesale we good <laughs> <laughs> well i think getting into the main topic of today's conversation which is you and your work and you know just stuff about ourselves also but we want to talk about your extreme TikTok success as Lauren mentioned and as I'm sure like many people listening can relate to like you're the viewer honestly I don't have TikTok but I've seen your face everywhere else and like honestly you were some of the first TikToks I saw in my other timelines which is when I was like oh shoot like let me pay attention to what's happening over there so thank yeah. you for that and like I think a lot of people can relate to that so before before we get into all the success that we want to know well, explain I Am Braddy B. How did this, like, brand or name come to be? And, like, where, where was that from? Um, well, I was, like, bouncing around, like, with usernames um, when I was, like, I don't know. I think it was, like, 2014 or something like that. Um, and I remember, like, I was a part of, like, this dance troupe for a very short period of time. Um, but like when I was in that dance trip, you know, you're exposed to like the people that they follow and like things like that. And I noticed a lot of people using like I am and da da da. And then that was also the year that Beyonce's self-titled album came out. And there was like, she was like referring to herself as Baddie B. And there's like a lot of like components to it, but like Baddie B. And then I was also like really into indie. I was going through a lot of phases <laughs> like in my teens. <laughs> and then one of them was, um, Betty B uh, with Beyonce. And then we go over to like the indie side. And then there's this one band that I like have loved since I was like able to understand like indie music. I don't even know. But like, but Best Coast, and they have a song called Braddy B. So it was I Am Braddy B. And now we go with it. But I don't know. Everybody thinks I'm just like a Cardi fan. I love Cardi, but like everyone thinks it's just like basically Cardi B's ad name. And I was like, no, but it's okay. I'm just let y'all think that because it's more work to, yeah. <laughs> But that's where my at name came from. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I think it's so cute. I think it's so clever. I love that there's a whole backstory to go with it. Because like not only like aesthetically, like it looks good. Like we love an I am Braddy B. But also the fact that there's like, you know, so much that went into it. So much thought, like your mind. Your mind. You really, you did, you did the thing with that one. Right. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Also, let's 
wait, let's talk about TikTok. Like, I want to hear more. It's like I said at the beginning, when I first started watching TikToks, you were the first person I followed on TikTok. So when did you get into yeah. the app? When did you start making them? What made you want to get started? Like, how did your introduction to TikTok get started? So um, when I started making, so I got on the app last June. Um, and I like hopped in right when there was like, it was like trending, but more so like people who are posting on, um, like, you know, like people who post like those reels on Instagram and things like that. That's how I like saw it. And I kept seeing it so much. And I kept seeing this one artist, um, Abby Artistry. Um, and she like kept popping up on my, um, my Instagram explore page. So I downloaded that and, um, I didn't really know what I was going to do just because I was like, this is new territory. All I've known since then was Instagram, which is just like selfies and Twitter, which was just people dragging back and forth. And I was like, hold on, why are y'all wholesome? At least the side of TikTok that I was thrown into was like, it was just everybody trying to support everybody else. And um, that was when the algorithm was like A1. And like my second day of like making makeup videos, I did a Beetlejuice look and it went viral for me, like someone who was only at like 3,000 followers at the time. And I think it got like 20 like something thousand likes and like big amount of views. And I was like, oh snap, okay, maybe there's something that I could like get on. Um, and that entire summer I was just pushing out looks and looks and looks. Um, and I noticed that it was like a steady, like, you know, plateau of like views and things like that. Like I'd reached like going on the For You page and all that. And somewhere around November is when we lost, like, we had a family death and everything like that. And I was like, okay, I think it's time for me, like, rebrand. I'm kind of, like, I need to see a new me. This is, like, makeup is just not something that it's, like, it does give me joy still now. I found, like, joining it again. But back then, I was just, like, I feel like it's very repetitive. I feel like it's a chore. And it's not something that is making me happy. Um, and that was also when I was very, like, as a lot of people know, like, my first viral tweet was a TikTok of me saying like, um, this is stuff that I don't wear outside. And it was very true and people thought I was capping. And I was like, no, I don't wear this outside. You will catch me in the same like cycle of hoodies and sweatpants. These are just like funky outfits or things that I just never knew how to dress. And um, I posted an outfit video and it was like very like baby outfits compared to what I do now. Um, but it was very true that I didn't wear them out and it was just like a lot of like positive responses for the most part. And I saw a lot of people saying like, um, this is really cool. Cause I don't see a lot of people who thrift like look like me. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll make some more. I got y'all more inspiration videos. I got you. And uh, that's where I'm at. And I've just continued to make it since then. <laughs> Period. That's yeah. kudos. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I feel like that's <laughs> dope. And I feel like that's so real. And it's so interesting. I don't know about like the sides of TikTok again. I only see what makes it to my Twitter timeline. But that's mm -hmm. nice, at least to know that there's a wholesome side of some social media somewhere because that's important. Mm -hmm. And I feel like also yeah. it's so important that you were clear about the fact that like you were like, I know y'all love this, but like this is not exactly what I want to do. And I feel like that's really hard in content creation. Like 
going away from like what you're known for up to date or like what has been working so far and like choosing to go in a different direction that's major so like kudos to you for that shoot like give us a little lesson (laughs) but i think yeah for real (laughs) um once of your most of your tiktoks are centered around like fashion beauty like we've talked about a little bit so far so when you know, I know maybe you've strayed a little bit from this just makeup focus and you've included a lot of like styling now, but when did you know, like, and how did you know, like, that's something I want to try. And like, then how did you start to learn it? Like, what did you have to learn? And like, what did you sort of just bring based on what you'd already done? So, um, I, well, when I first made like that first video, like watching it back, it was very much just like dresses from like, H&M and like jean jackets and things that I've thrifted and stuff like that. Um, like the very basics of thrifted things. And like, I literally look, I my closet is ridiculous, but like there's a lot of random pieces that I like picked up from the thrift stores. Cause when I'm looking at thrift stores, I'm like, what's the most unique thing that I will never find anywhere else? Cause that's what I'm looking for besides like the ba- and basic stuff. And um, I literally had so much of that sitting in my closet, especially from when a lot of the stuff was when, like, you know, thrifting was big in, like, 2012, because, like, Macklemore and stuff. Um, but, <laughs> like, Macklemore. I said, oh, man, Macklemore, I hope he's doing good. <laughs> For real, what happened? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so my sister put me on to thrifting before that, um, like, in middle school. And that was when, like, you know, everybody was, like, embarrassed to be thrifting and stuff like that. So I just had a lot of random things that, like, younger me didn't know how to style and I was like there was a lot of things that you know when through moving and stuff they were like okay you got to get rid of something I was like all right but like the 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 grandpa sweater stay you know the the Michelle Tanner Swisher jackets they gotta stay they're not going anywhere and um that's just like after I saw a positive response with just like regular outfits I was like you know what let me take it up a notch because I'm not seeing anybody raise up to the level um so I that's when I started doing those like thrifted videos especially because I didn't see a lot of like anybody in like the like the plus size realm doing those like fun thrifted videos that I saw it was always the same aesthetic conventionally attractive people doing it you know what I mean um and I was like I love it but I'm bored like I need to see some something else on my for you pages um so that's when I started doing it and um that's when like 90s clothing kind of became my brand. And I was like, it's just a regular like outfit for me, but for everyone else is like, whoa, it's giving me nostalgia. 90s. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's giving 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's where, that's where it like grew from. And then I was like, okay, y'all want more. And I just based it off of like things that I listened to majority of the time, like music that I grew up on and like TV shows, especially because, you know, those reruns were always playing. I'm, I know I'm technically a 2000s baby, but the reruns, it's still there you know and um that's where and also like things that my mom and dad like going through photo albums I go through them pretty regularly and things like that um and my mom was like a big reason why I dress the way that I do because I was like mom why'd you throw out this like onesie that I definitely can't fit in now but like I'm mad you threw it out because it was really cute you know what I mean like I could have had that yeah (laughs) yeah I was like what's up with that but um that's basically how it came to be like to the point where I'm at now and now I'm just like, y'all want me to try something new? I'll try something new. Like, now it's like nothing new to me just because like I got over the, you know, lumps and shapes that I have and stuff like that. And I was like, it is what it is. Like, hand over the, the latex. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> 
I love that. I think that's such a wholesome journey. And I think for me, like I, I've said this like three times now, I love your lookbooks. I love your sense of fashion. And I think for me, someone who's like just, just starting to get into like thrifting, trying to like up my fashion sense. Cause you know, my, my mom bought my clothes for a large portion of my life. So I never same, developed same. any sense of like a fashion style of my own, trying to figure out like what, you know, like works for me or whatever. So I think for anyone listening who's like, might not be as like into fashion or whatever, or might not like have had that experience yet. Cause it's me. I'm asking this for me, asking for, but I'll ask for myself. What tips do you have for like, I don't know, like when it comes to thrifting, cause I know sometimes it can be like really overwhelming when like there's a lot of different rows and aisles of like different clothing. Also when it comes to like maybe like pattern matching or like color matching. I know I heard something on TikTok about like texture matching. I'm not sure. I do be on fashion TikTok, but I, I'd be wearing this every single day. So <laughs> put me on, put me on, let me know. So um, I think my biggest uh, tip that I had for like thrifting, it's just like, I always go in, I don't always go in with like an idea of like what aesthetic I want but it does help me because it helps me kind of seek out what type of pieces I'm looking for or what would fit for that aesthetic because like a lot of like people who like follow me see that I'm going through through aesthetics like it's nobody's business like one day it's e-girl one day it's 70s bombshell one day it's 90s pop grunge or whatever um and it's like it goes back for me personally it goes back to like the tv shows that I watched a lot of the time um more so over music, uh, unless it's like modern music or something like that. But, um, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, this is like, you know, you were talking about Spice Girls, how you're going to be there for Halloween. If I see like a cheetah, like tube top or tube dress or something, I'm like, you know what, this would be a really cute Spice Girl outfit. And I literally keep it like in the back of my mind for like, boop, boop, and I get it. And I was like, you know what, if, there, if I ever have a time where I'm making that video, that's where it's going to be. Um, but for thrifting, uh, like overwhelming things, I know exactly what that was like. I just take my time when I'm in there just because you literally never know what is going to be in that store. Um, The other day I was literally, I had like a pretty bad, um, like pretty bad cycle with like the clothes that were in the thrift store. Um, Nothing was really hitting for me and that's okay. I usually like, if nothing really hits in the clothing section, I go to the accessories because you can always build an outfit off of your accessories. Um, so, and there's always fun purses, like the purse that I will never let go. And I always tell my followers, I will die on this hill is my cloth purse. And that's like my prized possession. <laughs> yeah, she knows what I'm talking about, exactly. I know that purse, and I've seen I, that purse. <laughs> the way that I'm never letting that purse go. And it's like, everybody's like, um, chef's kiss, for real. <laughs> that's exactly what they, uh, what I tell my followers, like, a lot of my outfits based off of like what I had with that purse were like, you know what? Okay. You got a clock purse. Are we going to go with like, I don't know, screech from like Saved by the bell. Or are we going to go with um, very like a pop funk type of thing or, you know, muted outfit with a pop of color and like a fun purse or things like that. And also hats. Um, I found like ridiculous amounts of hats. I think I have enough hats to last me a lifetime. I don't really wear them often, but like, I do have them just on hand just in case for any lookbooks. That's the one I usually shop for now. But um, yeah, I always uh, like always look through the, the accessories if you never have any luck with like clothing. Um, but I keep my mind open when I'm shopping in the clothing sections just because, you know, 
a lot of the, my my genes are from the men's section. It's like pretty common thing that like a lot of like you know people who are thrifting know. But that's for someone who doesn't know like mom jeans usually don't fit yeah mom jeans um i don't usually get them from the women's section just because the torso area isn't as high-waisted as you want it to be the men's section like i i don't know they just designed their jeans to be like a longer torso so um they work really well for like high-waisted mom jeans and that's like the types of things that i um look out for like you know lingerie section is where you could find those like slinky dresses and things like that like you just have to keep an open mind when you're thrifting. You can't like just look at the women's top section and only see women's tops or look at the men's trousers and only see like a certain style of trousers or things of that sort. Um, and that's usually what I keep in mind when I'm going and just taking your time when you go in there. Like I, I'll spend, if I can, I'll spend like an hour and a half going through like almost every rack that like, you know, will pertain to me and be like, okay, well, I'm looking for a dress that looks like something that could be out of like Buffy the Vampire, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So let me look for like black dresses with like red accents or red dresses and things of that sort, you know? Going in there with something that like, that inspires you, usually helps you find what you're looking for that'll actually um, make it enjoyable, an enjoyable process for you. Not just like, man, this is doing too much. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? It makes it fun. So that's what I do. (laughs) That's amazing. I've thrift on occasion, but like I didn't know there was a whole technique. I mean, I'm gonna need to like re-listen to this and write everything you just said down, especially the part about yeah. men's jeans because I've always been wondering how how the girls be getting jeans that fit the waist like that. Like, where do they come from? Now I know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. But one thing that you know, the main focus of today's conversation, and you know, getting into that is body image, and I think you know, you mentioned how you didn't see people that like were built anything like you making these fashion looks on TikTok or really anywhere else. We didn't see it in the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And we're glad to see it now with Savage X Fenty, but this is still like a new thing. And I feel like one question we wanted to ask each of us to start the conversation off is just like, what has the world taught us to think about ourselves and to think about our own bodies? Like, whether that's media, whether that's, you know, just like our families, anybody around us, like what have we really been taught to like think about ourselves? Because one thing that my friend actually said to me the other day, she was like, you know, negative thoughts and insecurities aren't self-generated. Like they're things that we are taught and then internalize about ourselves that we sort of like start to think are our own thoughts, but ultimately they aren't. So like, I'm curious, you know, for y'all, what are, what are some things that you guys have been told in like, thus had to like work to unlearn in recent years about yourselves anyone could take it or if nobody wants to go I could go <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah um there's um well for me at least like learning from like the past year um uh I I would say that it was like accepting yourself like as you are right now is like probably the most important thing for me because there's a lot of days where I'm not feeling myself in whatever pieces that I'm wearing and it's like sometimes it's just like you know like you just sit there and look at me it's like hey hey you realize that you are that girl right and it's like yeah no I'm just not feeling like ah, we don't do that I'm just we don't do that but it's just do you know you're that girl and it's like yeah I know I am it's like okay then so you can do it right and I was like yeah right and it's like okay then do yes. it because it's just like but, <laughs> yeah but like honestly please make like, a TikTok you know. about that I saw it I saw the vision of you talking to yourself in the mirror just now please <laughs> Oh man, I we're here for it. I will repost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Right, okay, so you, no, 
um, the gist of it, the gist of it was just like appreciating yourself as you are, just because it's like you can't tweak yourself. You know, you hear it from a lot of like it could be from family, it could be from like the internet. For me, it's like a mixture of like both. Just because, especially, it's because like when it's from family, it's never ill intentions, but they it's still it's not translated as that sometimes. So it's like you know, be great. You know, you just gotta work on this one little thing, and it's like I don't gotta work on anything. If it happens, it happens. If not, I'm good. You know what I mean? Unless it's like your personal goal, it's not my personal goal. So that's like, that's a you thing. If that's something you want to work on, you can work on that. And that's just like, like something like to think about. Um, it doesn't have to be like that, like aggressive, but that's just like my mindset. You know, it's just like, it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, I'm doing my own thing. If I'm existing and I'm happy in my own body, then that's where I'm at. If I'm not happy with it, figuring out what it is and kind of like deconstructing like okay why do you feel that way and if it's not a really justifiable justifiable reason it's just like is it really something to really like put yourself down for constantly about uh but that's where i was gonna go at but if anyone else would take the table <laughs> i feel like i have something i have to add i feel like there was a tweet that i saw that i think really resonated with me because i wasn't exactly sure why i had such a difficult relationship with my body and to the tweet basically said like stop expecting yourself to look the same way you looked at 14 when you were literally prepubescent like you hadn't even hit puberty yet or things like that and it's like stop comparing yourself your body to like you know what you looked like when you hadn't even fully developed yet or like became a, like a woman yet and i think that seems like a relatively like simple statement but i think for me that hit hard especially I don't know because I kept thinking like oh my gosh like I'd look at old pictures and be like I used to be like so small I used to be like blah, blah, blah. like you were 12 what what did you think that you were going to look like at 12 you know what I mean so I think just there's also there's a lot of unrealistic body expectations that we see like you know all over social media so like when I see those girls with like even on TikTok with like the dancing videos and like there's not a single role going on I'm like how are you moving like that and there's nothing there I'm like huh but just things like that and like these all these unrealistic body expectations and then i think personally being like oh my gosh i used to look like this and like trying to understand that like you're still growing you're still like developing like and i think that that's okay so i guess for me i think accepting like change is something that i really had to unlearn for myself and just to stop comparing myself to these girls because something that i realized too i think it was there's an instagram account that talks all about it but like these girls or like actually people in general that we're like comparing ourselves to, they don't even look like that. So I feel like social media, Facetune. like <laughs> Facetune, all those like Photoshop editing apps, even this isn't related necessarily to like body image, but in terms of my acne, like I struggled a lot with that. And I would see all these girls with like the models with like perfect skin. And then that account posted a picture like the before and the after editing process. And it's like, wait, they have acne too, or whatever. Like, Social media is not real in that regard. So I think just like accepting myself where I'm at, not comparing myself to other people and also accepting that like I'm 19, like my body is going to change. It's, I'm not going to look the same at 30 that I did at 19. And like, I shouldn't look the same at 30 as I did at 19. You know what I mean? So that's where, that's where my mind's at in terms of my journey. Um, I guess, you know, sort of my response, I was trying to think of like what I would say. It's tough when, you know, you you were taught certain things like even now that I'm rewatching all of those like 90s TV shows on Netflix that have been, you know, the black ones specifically. Sorry, I, I, don't, I haven't seen the white ones, but <laughs> in them, they're always talking about like, I don't like in girlfriends specifically, they stay coming for Joan for having like a big butt or like 
everything is about like being skinny and like the other girl's trash just because she's like not skinny and like just all this stuff and I didn't even realize how rampant it was until I'm like watching it now with the perspective of like 2020 and like understanding that that is not something that you should say especially like in a show where a bunch of little girls are watching so honestly it's kind of crazy but and I'm even thinking of like I think that's so Raven was maybe the first place where it felt validated and I'm so grateful for Miss Raven Simone for like helping me to see myself in a way that nobody else did as a child like if, I think there was a scene or something do you know the one I mean where she like was at her job or something yes. like she was a model you know okay wait, wait you say it because I think like, yeah <laughs> you the Donna Kavane I know exactly I've been watching the reruns every Saturday <laughs> up until I was like 14 Donna Kavane was playing with her some magazine and they were talking about they photoshopped her to look like they should like hold up this is not my body it's just like that's right. my face that's not my body and I was like mm. Ray Ray, you are right. What right. is going on here? I was just like, what is this a monstrosity? But like, yeah, that was like a really, um, that was like a, like a pivoting turning point for me too. Like Raven was one of the first times that I saw that. And I was like, and Raven wasn't even like, plus like big to begin with. And that's why I was like, hold on, she was pretty average size. And it was the same for um, like rewatching the Parkers. Like you said, I was yes. like, um, why were they always coming for Kim? Like she was like why? the big girl. I was like, she's pretty close to me. She looks like, you know, she's not even that far off. She just, it, like, I don't get it, you know? It was just it really weird. All the, the aggressions. Yeah, the aggressions that they, like, had towards them specifically was, like, all the jokes that would go towards them was, and, like, Joan, too, was like, okay, girl, but at least I don't have a big butt. And it's like, okay, girl, well, at least I'm not, like, chunky. And I was like, hold on, but, like, Right. I know it's like different times or whatever, but it's just crazy to see the contrast in it because you know that would not like that wouldn't even come out of the the first draft of that scripting room. Right, you get <laughs> clicked out of the writing joke. room if you pull with that type of joke. Right, <laughs> like, uh -uh. like the thing I'm thinking about though is like how these body standards like aren't even real and how they're like a product of the times. Because I'm thinking about like okay in the '90s, like oh my gosh, you have like a big butt is like you know an insult, and then today it's like you want a big butt, like, and these things, like, change so much over time, thinking about even, like, the 50s, like, this type of body shape was in, and, like, I don't know if you've ever seen those videos that are, like, on YouTube, I don't know, some, I think it's Refinery29, or someone does, I know this, and it's, mean. like, it's, like, the body standards throughout the years, and it, like, completely changes, so it's, like, there is no perfect body, it's just, like, what society deems to be, like, you know, like, the best body right now, or whatever, but, like, if you keep wanting to, like, change your body to like whatever society says is like the most beautiful body right now you will literally never be happy or content because like the next year it's going to change and something else is going to be in it's like i don't know i think about that quite often i'm like how do these like body standards keep changing how do they keep like adjusting in this way and it's just yeah you can't try to keep up with whatever's like in style in terms of like this is literally your body like this is what you live like you can't change it like you change like fashion trends or styles and it's just oh, I, I agree with that too and it's just like um I think about that too from time to time and then I also think about like what is like what's going to be like it's so crazy to think about it this way but it's like what's going to be the next trending body you know what I mean because you know they love to they take a body and go with it you remember all those plastic surgeons in 2016 we're talking about get you a BBL get you a BBL I was like hold on like I don't want a BBL like why was I, I don't remember how old I was how old was I like 18 year old or like 18 or 17 year old me why was I following Dr. Miami on Snapchat talking about oh when I'm 18 I'm gonna get this body it's like it's really crazy to think about that there's like a lot of girls who 
or just people in general, like there's a lot of people who are exposed to that, you know what I mean? And at such a young age, especially in the realm of social media, it's, it was taken to a different level of like all those types of like trend, like trending bodies and stuff like that. You see one of them and suddenly all of them are on your timelines and it's completely okay. Cause like, you know, we can all exist in our bodies and that's cool. But it gets weird when they start, when people start to compare you to other people, like, oh, you would look great if you look, if you just did this one thing and you look like this person and you're like, boom. And I was like, I don't, but I don't want to like, let me exist peacefully. I'm good. Stay over there. But yeah, I was just crazy to think about like what the next trending body would be just because it's just like, I feel like everything's been like, are you just, gonna, are we just going to keep recycling the same ideas of like, okay, well, next thing is in again. And the next is going to be curvy is back. And it's just like crazy to think about with that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's all I had to think about for that piece. No, that's so true. That's so, so real. And I think going back to like what we were talking about earlier with like the conversation about like TikTok and fashion and even like like thrifting and things like that, I've seen a lot of people talk about like how difficult it can be, like thrifting as a plus size woman, especially like, you know, when I saw, I think it was a TikTok that got a lot of backlash and it was like a really, really skinny girl, a little skinny white girl, obviously it was. And she was like, taking like a bunch of oversized clothes and like, you know, like cutting them up or whatever. And I'm like, sure, you know, do your little DIY, but also like someone could have worn that. And like, you know, or like when you see, I don't know, just people wearing stuff that aren't their size at all, things like that make me think about like, I don't know, just how like difficult it can be like sometimes to like be navigating in the fashion space, like as a plus size woman. So I wanted to like hear from you about like how maybe that's impacted your like fashion sense or also like has your relationship with your body ever maybe stopped you from wanting to experiment with your fashion taste or like held you back from creating any content or anything like that um i think that it was um like especially like you know in recent years when thrifting became a trend and it became cool or not cool but it was deemed like okay like you weren't gonna get clowned for it for doing it anymore was like when you know you saw like oversized flannels flying off the shelves and you saw like um the general like women's area is where I would stick to before I was venturing out into like realizing like oh snap you know you can get like the the jeans tip like where it's like you can you can find like mom jeans in the men's section like I didn't really know about that so all I really knew was like the women's tops section like skirts whatever and then quickly realizing that like you know those like bigger oversized pieces were gone because you know everybody wants like baggy t-shirts and stuff i was like hold on your baggy t-shirts is my regular size i'm gonna need that because now i'm left with like these like size smalls everywhere and um now i have to like when i go in there i have to like more so of just like okay what sizes are going to fit it's a matter of like what the material is because if they you know if the girls came in they ran through for their hauls and their depop shelves and all that you got to like, you know, reevaluate and think like, okay, so what fabrics are going to be more like, you know, like for forgiving, you know, could I fit into the small if it's an, if it's like a really stretchy uh, material, because if it's like with no stretch, then, you know, you're out of luck and it's like an uneventful thrifting day and things like that. And there's a lot of pieces in my closet where it was like, okay, you're no, like there's only one of them. So you're either, especially now because of COVID, I really have to sit there and like think, I was like, okay, can this fit me? Because I can't try this on. So I need to know like if this has a chance of fitting. Um, and I've noticed a lot of people doing those upcycling DIYs. Like I understand, like even I overshot, like overshoot when I'm like shopping. And I'm like, you know what, these baggy jeans, like they'll give that baggy effect, but I never really try to go out of my, my sizing. 
because I don't really like there are people and people that made that clear to me um, that, you know, thrifting is a way for especially for people, a lot of low income people who like that's their way of like, you know, getting clothing and sometimes staying on trend if they so if they so pleased to because they are allowed to do that. And I never want to take away from them. So I keep within my realm, um, especially because I shop for affordability as well. I don't like shopping at like other places just because I can't afford to shop at other places. Um, like, you know, full, like full price places and things like that. Um, so like when I'm shopping and I'm like, you know, I want that baggy size look, I try to cap it at like maybe two sizes bigger, but I'll never go for like the three XLs or like the whatever bigger sizes and like just to downsize it to like a mini skirt, like take that and go to Walmart with that type of stuff. Cause it's just like, it's feeling like very inconsiderate, especially when people are, um, it, it's coming from different places. Cause I understand it's about sustainability. Um, because that's another reason why I shop, I, I shop for sustainability. Um, but it comes to a point when it's like you consistently doing that, then that's when it's like, it feels like as though you're taking, like when I shop now as a plus size girl thrifting, I, um, there's like so many other things I have to keep in mind because I know that there's going to be, be people who are less considerate. That's, that's so interesting. I feel like the, the point you made about like one, keeping in mind that thrift stores are a lot of times for a lot of poor folks, the only place that they can get their clothing. And like you said, specifically, they deserve to be on trend if they so please. And we should keep that in mind when we think about thrifting as this new, like sustainable thing. And even like thinking about how thrifting can, like in the way that it has been sort of publicized on social media now, like how it's kind of counterproductive to sustainability and that like now people who need clothing from this place, who need clothing from this place are not just making the choice to like, oh, I want to be sustainable today. I'm going to go <laughs> to the thrift store. It's like, no, I'm going to go to the thrift store because I need some clothes. It's like now they're out of luck because their sizes are gone because a bunch of white girls cut the skirts out. So I feel like that's so, it's interesting. And I feel like we don't have that conversation enough about thrifting. And I, I know at my school, like every white woman that thrifts will be like, yeah, thrifted this sweater for like only $85 and I'm just like dang what first of all what type of thrift store you went to and second of all okay, first of stop all, <laughs> <laughs> right it's just like you know what this is not crunchy this is not eco-friendly like that's still a mess like that is still a problem it doesn't matter if you got yeah. it from like you said like Zara or the high-end thrift store in the village like I don't care I don't care the village Anyways, is right <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, believe y'all did some, huh? Mm-mm, no okay, points made, zero. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I was like, okay. that was, I yeah, can't. Especially with those like oversized sweatshirts, I was like, I'll need to cap it. I love, I love the look, but listen, I need sweaters for the winter. This is where I go. Like, this is my happy place. And now it's like, I feel like I got to beat y'all to the punch. I can't. Out of it. I can't. If I could buy y'all extra small sweaters, I would, but I can't. It's right there. Every time I go there, I was like, what am I going to do with this baby sweater? What am I going to, I really, it's not going to fit. Oh my God. I cannot. I need to speak to someone about this. I cannot. I guess on a more serious note for the next question, um, sort of thinking about body image and self-love, I guess, you know, and whatever that might mean. What do you sort of like as a Black woman, a young Black woman, and like as a Black girl in the past, um, you know, what, I don't know, why do you think it's so hard for the world to like allow Black women to love our bodies? And like, what 
and this is a tough question. I don't know if any of us can answer it, answer it, but like, why do you think also it's so important for Black women to sort of reclaim our literal bodies from like whatever has been placed on it? And I guess, you know, where in that does the role of like the individual play and also like community? Because I know you mentioned like how, you know, your start on TikTok was partly successful because of a community of folks who just wanted to uplift each other. So like, how did that maybe help like, help you fight against any feelings of like, I don't know, dysmorphia or whatever might've come up in that to sort of like, remember like, okay, as a black woman, like, you know, maybe few people in this world are gonna tell me to love myself or like, maybe I'm being told X, Y, Z. So like, that was a big question, but like why, ultimately, why is it so important for black girls and black women to sort of learn to to love our bodies, to reclaim our bodies, to to give our bodies the respect that maybe nobody else will, or like hopefully soon somebody else will, maybe only Rihanna will. <laughs> Man, I was like, if anything, we got Rihanna. <laughs> yes. In this lifetime, I guess we got Rihanna. She'd be good. Like, cause I guess no one else wants to step up to the plate. But um, I, I think, I think it's a very, um, it's a very hard thing to do because I feel like we there's so many different like standards placed on us specifically like you gotta have like you know that hourglass figure come on there's so many songs about it even like Chunky by Bruno Mars you know he's really talking about the measurements that he's into it's like 37 27 42 and I was like hold up because I can't I feel like I was like can I do that it's like no I guess not because I I mean not like that specifically but you know a lot of those types of songs where it's like, damn, can we never just have a love song about, oh, I love your eyes, your chocolate eyes, your, your, your skin. I don't know. It always has to come back to like the body being like that perfect, like, like, you know, like, um, y'all remember that there's like one Drake song where he was talking about like, I, I don't even know. Drake, I, let me not even get into Drake music because his lyrics when it comes to like, you know, talking about the perfect body size. I was like, oh, there's too many references. But like, <laughs> you don't even know what he like anymore, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what does Drake like? Let me shut up. Let me mind my business. But yeah, with, um, I just think it's, there's too many standards placed on us, like, especially within the music realm. And we're constantly surrounded by that. And I think it's just like, okay, well, if y'all aren't making songs about you know, the white girl next to me, or even like, you know, a lot of people in like the Latin, Latinx community, like they deal with the same types of um, things. Um, but if y'all aren't comparing me to my white counterparts, then just don't do it at all. And I think it goes like the same with like, um, I just saw a tweet about it, like with like um, plus size girls. And there was like a plus size model, I want to say, she was talking about like, how come whenever I post myself in lingerie, like, you know, it's like a skinny girl posts herself in lingerie, it's cute. If it's like conventionally curvy girl posts herself in lingerie, like, you know, everybody's just like, you know, likes it, heart eyes, keeps it moving. But when I post it, it's like, oh my God, you're so confident. You're so this. And it's like, why do I have to be confident? I'm just, I'm just cute, period. You know, it's like, I think it translates the same way with like, you know, why is it like, I always have to be like, oh, you're curvy, you curvy chocolate goddess is like, okay, but are you comparing, are you telling that to my white friend? Are you making songs about my white friend like that? If not, then like, why are y'all putting that stress on me? Um, and I know it's not always ill-intentioned, but it just always feels as though it comes down to it in some extent, to some extent, um, where it goes past like appreciating our bodies and it's sort of like, this is what you're expecting from us. Um, 
and uh at least like for me like seeing like you know especially like in a lot of you can hear it like in all realms it can go from like you know like the club songs or whatever to love songs by black by like black um like meant for black women or you know it's some um, it's it's inspired by black women or something like that uh if the artist you know um makes that clear in its song and it usually is clear by the descriptions that they're giving and stuff like that and i just feel like it's like it's a lot of pressure especially for like younger girls um because i was like what 17 or something at wait no not 17 i was like 19 when like when bruno mars and chunky like just that song came to mind just because i think about that, those measurements i was like that is ridiculous sir just say you want someone who got a bbl and go because you're not going to get that anywhere else you know um it just don't work like that was, right <laughs> It don't work like that, Chief. It don't work like that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, it's just like um, hearing those types of like songs. I really had to like unlearn that that was something that was um, like normal. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's not a normal like body size to have, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think they got like I don't think that's something that's brought up for us enough. Where now we think that that's like the norm. You know what I mean? And then it's not for everybody, but at least for me, that's what I feel like it is. So I feel like it's a matter of just like shutting that, like that notion out as best as you can, even though it's like surrounded by music and things like that. But um, like, you know, once you're talking about earlier, like some, like, you know, uh, like it's important to like appreciate yourself as it is right now. Like if you have that some sort of mentality like that, it kind of makes it easier to hear those songs. And it's not like, oh, is that song about me? Like maybe I should like check myself and like do something about it. It's just like, you know, okay, it's a song where that's like the person that he's talking about. Cool, that's cute, but I'm still me and I'm still doing what I need to do. You know what I mean? Um, but cause it's like, you could, that's fine. Those songs can exist. I'm not talking about eradicating that those types of lyrics or songs or whatever, but it's just like, it just doesn't have to be it all the time. if our counterparts aren't getting the same types of songs about our bodies all the time. You know what I mean? I think that's such a good point that you made. And I feel like, and I feel like I knew it was there, but until you said that, I didn't even fully grasp that. Like, I've never heard a song by a white man talking about white women. And he's talking about like her measurements or like the curve that he wants from her body. So it's like, why do black women have to live up to these expectations that, you know, our white counterparts don't ever have to like live up to. And I just, Wow, you hit the nail on the wow. I'm gonna be thinking about that literally for the rest of the day. I'm gonna listen to Chunky. So that's fine. But like, I've, I've actually never heard that song, and I just think those measurements are out of pocket. I don't know who in the writer's room was like, oh, like, Bruno, Bruno like, little Bruno over there. What like, you talking about me, measurements? Well, I gotta look down at you real quick. Hold up, sir. Five four. Let me tell you my measurements, okay? Like, <laughs> anyway but yeah you hit all the nails on the head with that one I think there's so much to unpack like you said at the end of the day like it really does I think boil down to just like appreciating yourself where you're at and knowing that like that's fine that's what he's looking for that's his little thingy or whatever cool but I think also understanding that like at the end of the day like I love myself I look good and period that that's all there is to it and I think something that I wanted to hear from you because you know, I feel like you do have a platform where you are inspiring so many young women. And I think Black women, especially with like, I don't want, want to say like confidence, but I think po- body positivity and trying to like break down these like standards where it's like, you don't have to be like 
a size zero to be thrifting and like have a great fashion sense, blah, 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 blah. So how does it feel now, you know, having not grown up with maybe like with as much like plus size representation or role models to look up to, to be inspiring so many young plus size women right now? Like, what is that? I don't know. What does it feel like to be that representation that you didn't have growing up? I think it's really, um, it's really fun. Like, it's really exciting to be that person just because it's like, when I first started making those videos, I really didn't know what side of Twitter, what side of the internet I was going to be thrown on. Um, and, you know, it can always go one of two ways. It can always go like you get that constant hate or you get that constant love and support. And it definitely made it easier to be that person for so many people because I was given so much support through every video that I that I ever posted, especially like the earlier stages, because that's when, you know, everybody like, TikTok wasn't like a big thing so it was like going viral and a lot more people were reaching out to me and they were like hey now it's like my regular followers and like you know we got like I love them so much and everything like that and they're they still to this day like let me know um you know I can put like a name to their face like with their ads and things like that and it's like um it's cool that I'm still continuously like they remind me that I'm continuously like inspiring them because there's some days where it's just like I don't want to seem like I'm superficial posting these alpha videos and I forget that for a lot of people, it's more than just like uh, an internet girl posting her outfit lookbooks or something. Because I keep forgetting, like, to me, I've already made it a norm that like, someone like me can do this kind of these kinds of like, outfit videos, it's not just reserved for the conventionally skinny girls or anything like that. And I forget that it goes past that for a lot of people. So they're like, hey, when you're getting post your, your next like outfit video, like I need fall inspiration, I'm trying to look for fall pieces. I'll like, oh my bad I thought y'all were like over it <laughs> like you know like I thought I ran that course or something like that you know what I mean um and I think it's like it can be like there's like a little bit of pressure sometimes just because I know I'm not like I'm just one of many different types of like plus size like uh um plus size uh representation like I don't represent them all and I always feel like I want to let them know that like I'm not where it caps like I'm not the plus size of all plus size girls like there's way more on the range that are killing it just as much um and I always look out for them especially if they're in the same like group as me and stuff like that just because and it's not just like the girls I'm talking about anybody period where I think it's um something that they should know like it's like doable for them as well and I know I have like a few mutuals but it's only like maybe like three or four that I know that are other plus size people that are in the fashion realm and I want to see more of that um and I think it's like really cool that like I'm one of them you know what I mean and I think it's like it's something that should have been done a minute ago and I know I'm not the first one to do it I'm not like the last one to be doing this kind of stuff but it's cool like for this specific niche of like thrifted outfits and things like that like letting them like y'all can do it too like it's not just me like it's a little bit more difficult for us just because we get snubbed sometimes because everybody wants to take our sizes, but it's still doable. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's a really like fun thing that like I get to be a part of, especially in like the early stages. You know what I mean? Period. Yes. Literally. So proud of you. Thank you for being thank you. And thank, thank you for you. being you for not only for me, but for literally all of the girls who needed to see that. Like I'm just imagining what it would have been like if there was a plus size black woman influencer on, on vine like if i'd seen that in 2014 like what would that have felt like and like that is what you are for so many people and i, yeah. I don't want that to be a daunting thing like i hope that's exciting because i think that's so yeah. different I, 
excited for you and I'm so excited for the girls who get to to witness you and to be on the internet in the time where like people like you are visible because that's so crucial like so crucial and thank you for it <laughs> um, thank you <laughs> as we sort of like near the end of today's conversation um sort of one question we'd like sort of looking to the future you know imagining like what is to come like you said like what is the next body that's going to be in shape but also like what are some changes that we want to see so like we've seen again miss miss queen rihanna changing the game be like a bar the literal bar but like what do we want to see like what changes do you want to see made not just in the fashion industry but like you know within the beauty industry within the internet industry if you will um also like any dream brands you want to work with like what, what do you want to see from brands and then what brands do you want to see you <laughs> um i want to see um in terms of in like for me i think they all translate between each other so like like fashion to beauty to like just the internet period they can all like i, I feel like like we already have the inclusivity thing on lock like we got it like you know anybody can exist on your timeline and it's not like back in the day where you would like you know they i mean it still happens it's very like prominent prominent like that someone is going to come for you just for existing because you don't fit what they've been exposed to which is cool you can go ahead and do that but like I think I want to see more than just Rihanna's line. I know it's for a lot of us. We want to see more than just Savage doing the damn thing. We want to see, we want to see, um, I want to see the bigger names. Like you were talking about, like it works the same way. Like I want to see the high-end brands. Like whatever we know, a lot of these like, you know, Fashion Nova type of brands, like not just to name them, but like those types of Instagram boutique brands. We know that they don't rock with us unless it's those, like ridiculous measurements we know we yeah little waist big butt and we get it but i'm talking about the more classic brands they still have a lot of catching up to do and i know that they've just recently like i saw a lot of um high-end brands like for fashion month because i was a part of that for tiktok and that was like a really big thing because i don't know who else was a part of it but like i was like hold on y'all want me to host a segment for it and i saw that they were working um with like one of my internet friends wisdom and it was freaking amazing like he got to do a segment for Fendi and I was like Fendi period Balenciaga period I want to see brands like that working with all types of bodies because I don't feel like I see it enough I know that they've like incorporated like different skin tones but it's like okay we get it into the you, you, you got the the like you know the inclusivity of like race and like or like just your skin tone and period but like we need to see more of like I can't recall, and the fact that I can't recall the last time like Gucci had a plus size model, like that they were pushing on their Instagrams or in these campaigns, that's an issue. You know what I mean? And Rihanna's line, like Savage, like the clothing line, like I, I don't know if I saw. I know it's a lot of out, a lot of like a lot, for a lot of us, it was like out of our price points. <laughs> At least for me, that's so I was like, I don't know actually, because I was on that site. I'm gonna be real with you, but I was here for the support. I was supporting and everything, but like. Um, I think it was, um, just something that it just like with these high end, higher end brands, like I'm going to need to see them step it up. Like they've been in the game for the longest time, including makeup too. Like, I don't think I can shop at most high end makeup lines like Chanel and all of that, because I don't think their shade ranges go that deep. Um, and I don't think that 
that's too much to ask for. It's in your price point. Y'all are literally high-end brands. I know there's a lot that goes into production, but let's not act like it's something that can't be done. So like, let's re, let's go back to the drawing board. Next campaign, there's a lot of like, impression of not that's not just me trying to like plug myself for something i do want to work with them like those like high-end like like you know fendi's chanel's gucci's and all that stuff i want to work with them but i just want to see more than like again past me like in terms of plus size representation because i don't see enough in the fact that i can't recall any of them is a is an issue in itself even though it's even if it has been done by them i, I can't recall it enough where it's like oh yeah that's what they do they're they've got it unlocked they know it so I think going back to the drawing board with that is something that needs to be done. Um, uh, because I think the internet is something that's like, there's always going to be trolls. But I think we've, like, you know, we've definitely been like supporting a lot more. Like, we see plus size, like, you know, we see a plus size person, we're like, period, poo. Like, I feel like I'm more inclined to support someone who's plus size just because it's like, it takes a lot of guts to be, not even takes a lot of guts. You know, you could just exist and that's completely fine. You want to post your selfies, period. Or like, you want to post your outfit lookbooks. It's just like, I know that there's not many, there's not as much as there should be out there. So it's like being able to support one another is like something that's like, you know, we all know that's like supporting one another and stuff like that. But um, in that realm, I feel like that helps boost someone's visibility and gets them to whatever goals that they want to be with and like being the change that they want to see within the industries and stuff like that. Again, not just about me, but just in general. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. Yay. Oh my God. I, I always Thank get you. the warm and fuzzies at like the end of every episode. I'm like, period, period. I, I just, I love this for you. And I think all of your ideas for like what we should see in the future of like the fashion industry, just spot on. Honestly, it should not be that hard to have that representation. But like you said, for these high-end brands, they need to get with it. They need to get on track and they need to, like you said, go back to the drawing board and just you know, put that representation, even like you said, beyond just you, but like, it shouldn't be like the little token plus size girl that you have in your campaign. And you're like, diversity, inclusion, equity, we did it all. And it's like, no, you did not. You made no points, but it's okay. So I want to make that point about like, also behind the scenes, like, yeah, inclusivity, but is she getting paid the same amount as everyone else? That's the real question. Are the plus size girlies and the plus size guys, are they getting paid the same amount? Because and the same for in the same in the like the shade range like are your white models getting paid the same amount as your black models because i'm gonna need to see those figures if that's allowed legally i don't know but you know what i mean <laughs> it has but, to be. yeah <laughs> we want to know what, yeah. what does your boardroom look like what is what are the designers who was a part of this campaign who had input in make listen we want to see it all we want transparency and we want our diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion exactly. and our representation in the phone period exactly. Yeah. I think as a last a final question, because, you know, I'm not done hyping you up yet. I just want to know for you, you know, what's up next for you? Like, you know, where do you see yourself? I, I always hate this question because it feels like such a daunting question. But like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what work will you be doing? Just like, what are you excited about? Any like upcoming projects, dreams? Would you like even in the future, maybe want to come out. I don't know if you have a YouTube channel already, but like maybe like doing like YouTube or like, you know, coming out with your own beauty or fashion line. Like maybe we see some designs, like what just, you know, put it on, let us know. <laughs> um, I think I, 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 for, okay. Well, in terms of like, in like what's coming soon, um, I'm actually working with like, uh, with a brand for like my first collaboration, like my first clothing collaboration. Um, and it's going to be a lot. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of what I was like, 
<laughs> um, a lot of things that, like, you know, like, I'm taking a lot of inspiration. Like, the research that I've been doing for it is, like, insane. A lot of that is being put into it in terms of, like, I told you guys, like, a lot of my inspiration comes from, like, uh, like my, um, uh, like, photo albums and things like that, like, nostalgia. So I've been, like, literally going through my photo albums, like, it's nobody's business, like, seeing what my mom used to dress us in and, like, seeing how I can incorporate that into, like, our, um, our like, our line. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to give, but it's, like, it's with a, like, it's another Black-owned brand, and I'm so excited for it, and so the size inclusivity is going to be there, and it's just something that I'm really excited for. So that's, like, something I've been working on the, in the near range. I don't know when it's going to be, like, you know, completely sometime before the end of the year, I want to say. Um, but that's like the big project that I've been working on, which is why I've kind of put clothing and makeup looks on the back burner for time being, just because um, I had to work on like, you know, you like business. I had to like a dog fight. <laughs> yeah, I got business. I was like, y'all gonna have to understand. <laughs> so like when I asked on Twitter, like these polls, I was like, y'all want a fall lookbook or you want Halloween looks? They said, why can't we get both? I was like, eh, y'all want fall lookbook or Halloween look? Cause I don't got time for both anymore. <laughs> um, and, and then we, <laughs> it's all love they know it's all love with them they know but um uh yeah that's that's what I have like going on so far and in terms of like the future I don't really know what like it has like I don't know if I want to continue being like an influencer type of thing like when I'm in my like you know mid-20s and stuff like that or if I'm going to be working at one of these brands that I like look up to or something like that um I at some point want to work start to like meander to like behind the scenes type of things um but not right now I kind of want to be this yeah I want to be the, I want to be spotlight right now I want to be the model and stuff like that but at some point I do want to like go on the back burner when I'm kind of like you know what this is it's, it's fun but um it's like let someone else have their time you know what I mean maybe that could be I don't know mentoring for being like you know whatever that would mean yeah <laughs> um yeah, that's what I would see myself doing. I don't really think about that too often. Just it doesn't scare me, but it's just like if it comes, it comes. If it's meant for me, then it's gonna be, it's gonna come for me. But at least that's what I've learned from this like past year. You know, obviously like you know work for what you want. Um, but until you figure that out, it's just like I've personally been riding the wave, and this wave has gotten me like to, I didn't even realize where it would like. I just did my first make major ad with like Walmart, and I was like, Walmart, like hello, like that was like yeah, it was Go really ahead. crazy to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so like things like that, like just like came into my, like not came into my lap. I feel like, you know, I worked for it and stuff like that, but, um, it's just a matter of who's willing to, again, like step up, like, you know, their rebranding and who's willing to include someone like me in their campaigns and things of that sort. So it's just a matter of like, I want to know what the brands are up to because I know y'all love to use like influencers here and there, especially in recent like months. But what are y'all doing to take the next step? So it's um, it, for like these like next few months or things like that, it's um, more so on them because I don't know what's going on with their campaigns. I'm still shooting my shots with them. But um, if they have more inclusivity, then that's what I would see myself doing is like more actual like campaigns. Like it would be really fun to do stuff like that. But until then, I'm still going to be doing my like uh, thrifted videos and I'm still going to be like, you know, make my regular content. Um, and I'm actually, like, I have my clothing haul. Like, I asked my followers, like, do you guys want to see this H&M haul? And they're like, yeah, because, like, H&M, like, you know, they sent me, like, some really fun, like, call, like, like pieces and stuff like that. 
yeah and I was really excited for it um and now that I'm like recovering like better from like my hand and stuff like that I feel like I'm like comfortable enough to be in front of the camera again um and so like my YouTube video I literally have like everything ready so it's actually gonna be coming like probably I don't know like within the next couple weeks or something like that um that's what I have going for myself so far but the main thing is my clothing like the clothing collaboration and I feel like that's gonna help me get my foot in the door to see like if that's something that I want to go down that route with literally I did the like widest hand clap I was like yes I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank that you. was honestly I see you whether as a stylist on somebody's campaign as a concept mm -hmm. like person I feel like you come with the ideas so like I see that for you in, yeah. the, in the near already, but like in the near future, I feel like, yes. yes, I'm here for it. They need to, brands need to pay attention. They better pick you up before you gone. Like, yeah, I'm wrong. before someone else does, right? Like, <laughs> but yes, Bye. I'm so here for that. Like that, yes. And also can't wait to see this launch. Before, I'm ready. 2020 needs a pick me up. So I feel like maybe, maybe this will help us in the final months. Oh man, I hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, okay, last, our final, final question. This is how we close out every episode. It's just like, what are some things we're loving right now? And what are some things that are bringing us joy? And we try to close each episode with this to like, you know, just bring it back to like, here's what we're grateful for. So anyone want to kick it off? I guess I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Yesterday I had a whole, I didn't do no homework. I didn't know homework. I have so much stuff to do still, but I did do my hair <laughs> and it was very nice. I did uh, overnight. I did a hot oil treatment. Then I woke up, I washed it out. I did a rice water treatment. I washed that out. I did a deep conditioner thing under my steamer for like two hours and just watched girlfriends. And I made it with like avocado and all this stuff. I felt like I was watching all of these natural hair YouTube videos of like, how do they do these things? But my hair feels so soft. Now I have to actually do it, which is why I have this scarf on, but it felt great. I felt very nice. I felt like I went to the salon and I didn't even leave my bathroom in my bedroom. <laughs> Listen, that was a full day of work. And I knew like, I was like, damn, hot oil, like a hot treatment and all that really was. I was like, um. <laughs> That's dedication. If anything, I was Thank like, you. you got what I want. You have what I want. She wants what I have. I'm, I'm procrastinating and just doing my hair. That's really what it was. I was like, girl, do you want to do it your way? <laughs> I can't. All right, who else? What's bringing y'all joy right now? <laughs> okay, I'll go next. I'll go next. I got it. I got it. Um, For me, so usually, okay we know on this podcast i'm very much like a workaholic i barely ever get any time for myself at all because you know i just be working all the time but this weekend i was like you know what i'm gonna go out and i went out on the town you know i had my mask on completely safe but you know i went out with a friend on like thursday night and then i went out last night i went to soho it was cute i got like dinner it was so it was fun um I also barely ever post on Instagram unless it's like something I have to post because it's like sponsored content and I'm like, mm. but I took some pictures that were just me being cute and having fun and I'm going to post them today at three. So y'all stay tuned for the post coming today. Yeah. At yeah. And that's it. I did my makeup. I did my hair. I put on a little fit. I had on my new boots. Listen, period. And that's, and that's what's bringing me joy. These photos I'm about to drop. <laughs> I love that. So I was on about a drop. I was like, exactly, exactly. Um, what's it for me, Joy? Well, I've been like, you know, I've, I've especially after like the like, you know, I had to deal with like this like dog bite and like getting back to feeling confident enough to 
um, being in front of the camera, just because like wearing a big cast majority of the time, like on camera and stuff like that, it gets kind of like, it's very, like, you know, it's just something that doesn't make me feel confident in myself. Um, so it was bringing me joy is the fact that I'm starting to feel more confident, like feeling like I'm, like I, I, I want to reach for my makeup. I want to reach for like my, like, you know, whatever, like these, like, uh, like these ideas that I've been writing down for the past like two weeks. Cause I know I ha I couldn't do them, execute them right away. Um, but I'm also just grateful just because it gave me time to like, you know, it forced me to take a step back and relax. And it forced me to like, you know, go on walks with, I mean, I still go on walks with my dog, but you know, it forced me to actually enjoy the walks rather than like, all right, we got to get this hour in. Cause I know she got to work out. Um, and literally just like watching the leaves change kind of thing. So that's something that I'm really joyful about because I love fall. So it made, you know, it's very like a calm season for me. I love the holiday season. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm That's what I'm joyful for. Period. Well, I love that for both of y'all. I, I think that was such a wholesome like way to end. I honestly love that we end with this question because it's always like I'm ready yeah. to go about my day now. So thank you for that. And thank yeah. you, Ariam, for joining us. Like it has been... Such a pleasure, for real. It has. Thank so you. Happy. Oh my god, it was actually a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yes. No, I feel so happy. I feel so full. I got a lot of work to do today, but it's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna get it done. That's okay. okay. I got it. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, thank you. It's been such a pleasure having you on today. Everyone, go check her out on Instagram. I am Braddy B. Also, check her out on TikTok. Check her out on Twitter. Check out absolutely everywhere. Everywhere. I am Braddy B. Support her. Um, yeah, just support it all. Honestly, the the content is absolutely immaculate. Immaculate. I, I speak English. I know words. <laughs> yes. I know words. Imma immaculate content. And <laughs> yes, we're just so hyped for her. Also, check out that clothing line when it drops. We're so I excited for that. And yes. 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 And in so the meantime. Of course. In the meantime, y'all, you can keep up with us on Instagram at Black Girl Blueprint or on Twitter at B Girl Blueprint. DM us any questions that you have, any topics for future episodes, any read the room confessions. We want to hear what y'all got going on in your lives. And if you like this episode, let us know by subscribing, giving us a little review, telling your friends, telling your mama, tell your auntie to listen. Mm -hmm. We appreciate Everybody. it. <laughs> little five yes. stars here and there. Don't hurt. Don't little dabble. But yeah, phones. All right. All right. Well, next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.